You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Art Smart from Who Arted. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Whether you're an artist or an art lover, I am here to help you be a more thoughtful creator and consumer of the visual arts. I don't know, does that sound pretentious enough? Today we're going to focus on forms. While the elements of art are often considered the building blocks of art, you could say there's a progression of those elements, often one building off of another. Points become lines, lines become shapes, and shapes can be arranged into forms. We go from one-dimensional to two-dimensional, and when we have three dimensions, height, width, and depth, we have a form. A square is a shape, whereas a cube is a form. A circle is a shape, but a sphere is a form. For obvious reasons, we most typically discuss form in relation to sculpture. Still, artists working in two-dimensional media, such as painting and drawing, will focus heavily on form. Part of their challenge is to create the illusion of volume and make it appear as if there were three-dimensional forms on a two-dimensional canvas. Cezanne, in discussing his thoughts on painting, famously said, Treat nature by means of the cylinder, the sphere, the cone, everything brought into proper perspective so that each side of an object or plane is directed toward a central point. He went on to talk about the horizontal lines giving breadth and so on, but if you want to learn about lines, I would refer you to that episode. Here we're focusing on form. The basic geometric forms most commonly studied by artists learning to draw are a cube, cylinder, sphere, and cone. Learning to draw these forms accurately helps one develop the skills to draw numerous objects. Young artists are often taught to look at their subjects as a collection of those basic geometric forms. One of the advantages to this method is it breaks down the subject into smaller, more manageable parts. It's particularly appealing in the academic setting, as there are rules and systems that are relatively easy to explain. When drawing a cube, for example, one can start with a square, then draw guidelines from the corners toward the vanishing point, then parallel connecting lines. I'll talk more about vanishing points and linear perspective in the episode on space. Now, back to forms in general. I said previously that we focus a lot of our attention on geometric forms, but just as with shapes, we can also have organic forms. Unlike those nerdy geometric forms that are total squares and rule followers, organic forms are more rebellious and play by their own rules. They're freeform, often asymmetrical, curved, and irregular. We see a lot of geometric forms in architecture, cities and other constructed environments, where everything is more controlled and manicured. Organic forms are what we see in the natural environment. There are always different ways that any element might be interpreted, and part of the challenge of art is figuring out how all these elements work in new ways as they are employed in a unique composition. But here's your cheat sheet on forms. Just like with shapes, forms can be either geometric or organic. 
geometric forms have a tendency to feel very precise and mechanical. Organic forms, of course, are inspired by nature and living things. They have a tendency to feel a little bit softer and have more of that human touch to them. One thing that can be an interesting approach for an artist is to do something that subverts people's expectations. To take something that might typically be an organic form but make it more geometric will stylize it in a way that makes it stand out because it's not the way people are accustomed to seeing it presented. For example, think about a landscape where all of the forms are geometric instead of organic. Imagine the canopy of leaves on top of the trees as neat and precise spheres and cubes. That difference between what we experience in the real world and what we see in the artwork will make that artwork more eye-catching and make it stand out. Thanks for listening. If you found this tolerable, please do me a favor, follow and rate the show on Spotify or your favorite app. If you'd like to find more, you can check out my other podcast, Who Arted, available for free wherever you listen, and the website, whoartedpodcast.com.